On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I talk about how the commission lawsuits are even worse than we thought. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. Uh, this is your co-host, the notorious Rob Hahn. And as always with me, Fab Robertson. Fab Robertson, everybody. <laughs> that would be the fabulous Robertson. You're trying to make this fabulous fab thing happen. I'm, I am. I okay, am. I'm okay, Mr. Nor. I mean, I would that helps. <laughs> it would be note. <laughs> Nort. Nort. Note. Notorious. Note. Nor. Yeah, okay. No, I'm. I'm making. I'm going to make it Nor. Okay, Nor. Right. <laughs> or you know, you could just follow. You know, the guy I got the name from, right? Notorious oh. B.I.G. You know, going back to Cali. That's right. One of That's the greatest right. lyrics of all time. It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. You just lay down slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I can't give you too much shit, bro, because... Uh... I'm, you know, I've been looking at some uh, menus in Vegas of different steak, steak I'm, I'm, establishments. I'm glad, yeah, and, I'm very glad. I should have waited a month. I like when I was making the bet. I was like, God, you know what? I should wait one month. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. All right, how about I, I think this? we can roll. I think we can roll the tape. And I don't think there was any of that. I think oh, no, 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 pretty no, adamant no. it was going to happen, and no, I was no. pretty adamant it wasn't going to happen. And no, no. Uh, we, sorry, no. I even after that, I was like, no, I, I they're probably going to raise twenty five bits. But to make a bet, I have to go with pause. Or, or cut. Didn't happen. But how about this? June meeting. Uh, what about the June pause, meeting? I think they pause or cut in June. Listen, everybody, he, sig he signaled a, a, some sort of a pivot. All the headlines were saying they're going to do that. Why would I bet on that? Okay. The bet right. was what was going to happen on this one, it man. May. No, I agree. Look, I agree. I agree. So come on down to Vegas, pick a steakhouse. Let's let's do this. You know, yes. let's do this. Happy to do it. Yes, happy, happy baby. Yes. It. Okay. So uh, in the pre-show, we're talking about topics, and I think there are a couple. But I think the one about like just looking at public companies and their you know quarterly earnings, etc. I think we're better off waiting for next week because a lot more information yeah. okay. will have come out. And, you know, we're not investment analysts, so it's not like we're going to talk about one company or another. I think we just talk about them all, mm -hmm. which then leaves only the uh, truly terrifying and depressing topic. <laughs> oh, let me, let me guess. This is my weight loss journey. No. Um, this would be... <laughs> I wasn't aware that you were on a weight lift loss journey. Neither is my, ne neither is my body. So, um. <laughs> All right. So this is... Something I don't I don't know why I got onto this, but it has to do with the commission lawsuits. Okay, yeah. And okay, now yeah. So you go. We're going there. Okay, great. We're going there. All right. Because you would think there's nothing new to talk about, but it turns out there are actually new things to talk about. So you uh, know, I, I, just a real segue. I did see yeah. Katie Johnson last uh, this past couple of oh, days yeah, yeah. at the T three summit. Yeah. Yeah. Did she yeah. say anything new and interesting? No, I I just I realized just really in passing said hello. I mean, I just want to make sure that I'm, you know, in good, you know, graces with uh, possibly the new uh, next NAR president. So, you know. Oh, CEO. Or CEO. Next yeah. CEO of NAR. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's the thing. In all three major lawsuits, 
right? There's Murrow, there's Sitzer, and then there's a case out of Massachusetts called Nosilek, which maybe you and I should talk about at some point as well. What I found interesting was that all three cases, they, they're suing NAR, you know, they're suing defendants, right? Like Keller Williams, Realogy, Home Services, you know, the, the big, big companies, plus NAR. Or with Nosilek, they're suing MLS PIN. And then in every case, they will list co-conspirators, right? So Merle uh, is the one that everyone's familiar with. It lists a whole bunch of like MLSs, right? They, they, so they named Bright MLS and they named My Florida Regional, which became Stellar. And then they say stuff like the five MLS in the Midwest that cover Cleveland, Columbus, Detroit, Milwaukee, uh, Minneapolis, right? It, like they don't name them. They just kind of say that. <clears throat> and then they'll say these are co-conspirators, right? Uh, in the MLS, uh, in Sitzer case, it talks about, in addition to the named defendants, many other local realtor associations and real estate brokers participate as co-conspirators. Okay. The question in my mind became, what is the point of doing that? Right. Like, why would you okay. even, right? Well, do, do you, I mean, is it because... I mean, on some of these cases, they that's where they have plaintiffs they can point to that that are representing, and, and it's they, they may not be in Alaska, but they're in that area. Um, right. It could be, uh, you know, in the case of like the, well, maybe you're not asking this, but in the case of the uh, franchisors, they, there's a lot of references back to training materials and that mm -hmm. they have actual training materials linked to those those franchisors, right? So that they, they can point to it. So they want to tie those things together. I mean, there's probably a lot of reasons why they do that, but I'm sure you have a theory. I do have, I, this is what's coming. Yeah, this is what's coming. So because the issue is if you named, so let's just take uh, Merle case and Bright MLS, right? Like literally the plaintiffs say the Bright MLS, co-conspirator. They didn't sue them though. That's what I'm getting at. Like, why? Okay, well, if you know and you're saying that they're a co-conspirator, why wouldn't you sue them? Because if you don't sue them, they're not. You can't get damages, right? So, Bright MLS is named as a co-conspirator, but they're not a defendant. They're not on the hook for the two hundred billion dollars in damages. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, so right, I, okay. Well, so remind the remind the listeners who they actually are suing. Okay, so let's just talk about Merle. Merle, they're suing NAR. They're mm -hmm. suing Realogy. They're suing Home Service America, Remax, and Keller Williams. Okay, so okay. to me, you know, just as maybe on the outside looking in without knowing a, right. a lot, and maybe this is actually justified. I mean, those yeah. are big names, yep. right? And M bright MLS or mid-regional, whatever, doesn't sound like a big name that it's like, I'm going to get a lot of money from, right? And again, this is probably from their point of view, um, well, from the from their, pockets, right. they don't know. They don't know the pockets right. that these MLSs have, right. or what right. what they consider deep, right? But it sounds like the ones that are are on the ones that are suing. That sounds like that's a lot of deep pockets, right? Sure, but so well, just I mean throwing it out no, there, that, right? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Why you wouldn't name Bright MLS as a defendant, right? What I was saying, okay, why why I mentioned them as a co-conspirator? Like, what's the point of the co-conspirator thing? Is what I got curious about is what it is. In other words, it's the co-conspirator who are not defendants, 
Right. So in criminal cases, you you do hear this a lot in criminal cases, you t- where there's talk about the unindicted co-conspirator, right? So oh, like yeah. you go after the mafia, right? And they'll be like, okay, we're suing these mobsters, and then there are these several un- unindicted co-conspirators. That sounds very law and order ish. Yeah. No. Right. I've heard that before. Yeah. It's it's a similar concept just in civil, right? So I was just cur- I got curious, like why would you even bother doing that? Like what is the point of listing someone? as a co-conspirator, right? And uh, as I mentioned in every post that I've ever made on this, like, yes, I am a lawyer, but I am not your lawyer, number one. And number two, I am not an antitrust expert. Like this area of the law is super tricky, right? So please- And neither am I. Uh, if this is just educational well. entertainment, so please consult your own antitrust specialist to make sure that what I'm saying is not completely out of whack. Now. Okay, with that disclaimer out the way, I just it turns know out- there just from the I know the listeners out there, yeah, and there's going to be a lot of yelling at the radio or they're in in on their on their morning God, walks so. or whatever. God, okay, God, go, ahead. So. And, go and, ahead. And you know, go ahead. Let me, hold on. Let me let me put this out there. If you are an antitrust expert and you are hearing this and you want to say, Rob, you are so wrong on these seventeen things, please, please, please let us know, like in okay. comments, emails, texts, because I would love to be wrong about this. Okay, but this is this is what I'm seeing. So, number one reason why you would name co-conspirators, obviously, it makes it a little bit easier to make the conspiracy itself, you know, seem bigger and more real, right? And in this case, when when we talk about conspiracy, we're talking about the antitrust term. It doesn't mean secret backroom whispers. It, it's it's an antitrust legal term of art that just means a scheme, a plan, a general whatever. And in this case, no one is denying that, right? Because cooperation compensation, you know, along with the all the various code of ethics rules, all of that, that that there's no question those are, that's a plan, that is a scheme, right? So the issue is, is this illegal? Is this anti-competitive? That's a whole different question. Anyway, so one reason, just make the conspiracy seem much larger and easier to prove. But the second issue is... Um, and and this is where I think I have to engage in a little bit of legal education. So I'll ask you: Do you know you know what a statute of limitation is, right? Yeah. So um, I, from what I understand, it's different in different cases, right? I think yep. isn't it different in civil than it is in criminal? But there and you have to by crime as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you only have a certain amount of time to file something. Um. Or, or it's just out of, you know, it's just happened so long ago that That's that right. you're not going to have, and I don't know the reason, the reason might be for it because they're basically somebody saying, well, there's going to be no evidence that it's going to be able to really help or right. prove this. I mean, uh, right. although, you know, where there's some current court cases that have come up. <laughs> from a long time ago that you know sure. make my custom problems yeah. for some people that that's exactly so statute of limitations basically look if you if something happened you got injured you only have a certain amount of time before because after that to your point you can't bring some lawsuit for you know I, I i got i got injured in a car accident you can't bring that 20 years later you know what i mean you, you got to do it pretty quickly so the statute of limitations is five years in antitrust civil antitrust cases in all antitrust cases but it's five years from, depending on which jurisdiction, five years from discovery, meaning you learned that there was this anti-competitive scheme going on, right? In the minute you have Alleged. learned, uh, well, in your opinion, and then you have five years to bring a lawsuit, right? The interesting thing is, if you are named as a co-conspirator, 
that statute of limitation is told, meaning it's paused. Okay. So the way this works is, so take Bright MLS. <clears throat> they brought this lawsuit in 2019, right? I think, yeah, 2019 is when they filed the lawsuit. Now that you filed a lawsuit and named Bright, let's say the case gets resolved one way or the other in 2025, right? If you don't toll the statute of limitations, somebody comes to sue Bright, Bright's like statute of limitations, bitches, right? It's more than five years since you've discovered this problem. Right, okay. So you can't sue us, right? But if you're named as a co-conspirator, many courts will go, yeah, you've been notified that you could be sued. So we're going to pause at the moment the suit was filed. And then they're going to have four years after that trial is done to file a lawsuit against you. Okay. That's the first important thing, right? Okay. <laughs> so the way that works then for a co-conspirator is... <clears throat> The lawyers in this case will go, let's say, let's say they win at trial, right? So they they win against NAR and those four named defendants, right? And they have a $200 billion judgment. Okay. Like they've won. They've won mm -hmm, that trial. Mm -hmm. Now what they can do is go sue Bright. With I've won over here, right? You're a co-conspirator. We didn't get to sue you back then. Now we do. Okay. So Wow, you're so wrong here. This is awesome. Okay. So let's just break that down a little bit, right? So number one, I mean, isn't, if if I'm NAR and I'm in a, okay, you're saying that they're going to lose, right? I guess. I'd, I'd say look, if you lose that trial. Like, right, gotta, okay. You, you're going to appeal it, but you lo you lost the trial. Right, okay. So I, I I'll, I'll pay back a little bit here or or, or walk back this a little bit, but what I was thinking of is that I was still in my head. I think this is all going to be settled, right? So if you're going to settle this, you're going to make sure that everything's cleaned up and it's going to be one check or one check in X to, and it's going to cover all bases, right? So in that kind of a settlement, you're not going to be able to go back to the individual co-conspirators, right? That's number one. But number two is, I mean, isn't Bright and the other MLSs being covered by NAR's insurance? Right. So if you win yeah. against NAR, can you double dip into, right? It's like, well, you won against NAR, but NAR is the one that is protecting us. So how are you going to get money from me directly when because you are, you know, I, I'm part of when you're suing NAR, you really are suing all of us no, because we're part of that no. NAR kind no. of group. Do you see what I'm saying, though? I mean, I know what you're saying, but that's okay, not right. how this works because NAR okay. is the defendant. Bright MLS is just a named co-conspirator. That's not. But, but 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 they are they're more than that within the, the the entity of NAR, right? They are under NAR's E&O insurance, right? So, OK, I know you're but there are two separate corporations. They're two separate entities. But but again, it's like Bright still, MLS is its own corporation, right? It's its own entity, which is covered by NAR. Insurance we're going to get to the insurance just now. I'm just saying, uh, acknowledge they're two separate entities, right? Okay. Okay. They're, they're covering the same ENO. That ENO ain't going to cover $200 billion. Which is why I think they're going to go to settlement. But yeah. Okay. But, okay. Let's just say they're just not going to cover it. They might cover, let's say they cover $20 billion, right? So just like with any other insurance, 
<clears throat> once your max limit is hit, whatever's left is on you. Right? So in other words, think about it. Like, let's say you have an auto insurance, you have a million dollar liability policy, right? Once you hit a million dollars, anything past that point, that's on you. So same if thing they here. Get the, if, if they get that judgment, yes. If you if you get the judgment, right? Yeah. So, so I'm just saying, let's my 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 what if scenario here is you're going to lose a trial. If you're going to talk about settlement, we're going to talk about settlement shortly. Okay, I guarantee, I promise you. Let's just say that there is a trial, you know, result. There's a judgment. It's two hundred billion. NAR and the other four co-defendants, like holy shit, right? My point is, it turns out the way that this co-conspiracy thing works is. Now the same lawyers could take that judgment and sue Bright to bring them into a case that they've already won. Okay, so if let's 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 go down your thread there. Okay, let's yeah. say they sue Bright and Bright loses. Well, I mean, hold on, hold on. Let me let me finish this. Yeah. Who pays? That brings to the second terrifying topic. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I think who pays is NAR pays. <clears throat> so this brings me to the second. Well, but, but I mean, topic. you haven't you haven't answered my question. Who pays? I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the question. All right. So it turns out not only that you're gonna just okay. Go ahead. I was Go ahead. missing something really important because again, I'm not an antitrust expert, right? <clears throat> antitrust damages, first of all, are triple triple damages under statute, right? So the 200 billion is actually not 200 billion. It's like 70 billion, you know, and then you triple it under antitrust law, right? It's, it's literally punitive. And that's the point of it. They want to, they want to say is don't engage in anti-competitive shit because it's not going to be worth their while, right? The damage is going to be triple whatever, whatever it is. Okay. And the second important part that I was missing is that antitrust damages are what's called joint and several liability. Let me ask you, sir, do you know what joint and several liability joint, means? Okay, uh, say that again, joint and what? Joint and several. Joint and several. No, this is not a, uh, a phrase I would hear on Law & Order, so no, Correct. I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> so a joint and several liability, it only exists in a couple areas, says if you're a defendant, you as an individual are responsible for the entire judgment amount. So in other words, the two hundred billion is not going to be divided up five ways between NAR, Realogy. You know, it's not going to get divvied up. NAR is responsible for two hundred billion. Realogy is responsible for two hundred billion. Remax is responsible for two hundred billion. And then, however y'all figure that shit out, is between you guys as defendants. The plaintiffs like I could go after every single one of you for the full judgment amount. That's what that means. Okay. So when they come in and sue Bright. And bring Bright in. So you're a co-conspirator. You're part of this. It means that Bright is now also responsible for the entire two hundred billion dollars. Well, how could they sue Bright? Hold on, hold on. How could they sue yeah. Bright? I mean, I get the other ones because they're national. Bright is not national. They, I, I don't think they can prove, right? That you know that Bright had as much. You know, if they won again, which I think is ridiculous. Let me just say that. That they can say that this regional MLS, you know, is responsible for the same amount of, of damages as these national companies. I mean, that doesn't make and any that, fucking sense. Right. That's my that's my point, Greg, is that's by naming Bright a co-conspirator, right? 
once you've won the main case, you can rope them in to make them liable for the full damages. Well, as a co-conspirator, well, hold on. You're yes. saying they only sued these five companies, yes. but if they win, they could also say to the co-conspirators that you have to yes. pay me now, but they're yes. not suing them. I know. That's my point about this co-conspirator thing. That's what I'm saying when I went down this rabbit hole. I'm sitting there looking at these complaints. Like, why are they naming all these co-conspirators? Okay, so not it's not because them. not because of... I thought you were going down. They were naming them because they wanted to stop the statute of limitations. You're saying because when it's they both. win these other five... Yes. Then they win. They, they get the same amount of money from all the other ones. You just bring them into the entire damage. When you say you bring them in, if you win with these five, do you yeah. automatically get or also be able to to say, right, you owe me money too? Or is there another yeah. step that has to happen? No, there's another step, which is you have to say, we said that you're a part of this, you're a co-conspirator, right? So Bright's option at that point is we're not a co-conspirator. We're not involved, right? But thing is, that's going to be impossible because clearly Bright is involved, right? I mean, you can look at their MLS policies where you've implemented. But they didn't again. You know, so what's the, what's the second step? I mean, they have to sue them. They have to sue them yeah, as a co-conspirator. But it's literally we're just okay. for damages. In other words, we don't have to prove liability. We already did that over here, right? Okay. Since we named you as a co-conspirator, we're just going to rope you in. Okay, now. so th right. they. Okay, so but but again, that's another court case that has to happen. That's right. Where that's another right. jury has to say, no, you know what, you, you are. You, hold on, hold on. You, you know, it, I we realize as a jury that you know because of what happened here, you could be liable up to the you know x billions of dollars. Billion, but that, right. but but that, but I, I would think that the bright people, you know, both figuratively and you know, yeah, in yeah. name. Um, would make the legal team would make the argument like that's ridiculous. We're only in these four states. Why would we pay? Why would we be liable for even though there's a law that says it, it could, you know, it could be that. Um, and I think uh, any reasonable jury would say, I think that's correct. It shouldn't so be the fucking number one. Million. You're you're assuming that that case would be a jury trial. It might not be. It might be okay. A, a smart judge then, whatever. And number two, the judge could be like, yeah, no, that's not fair. But uh, that's what joint and several liability means. So there's there's like legal cases in history where you've had extraordinarily unfair shit happen. Extraordinarily unfair. And it's like there was something around like meatpacking, whatever, antitrust case. There are 40 companies, right? And one of them had like 0.5% market share, right? And ended up paying something like 30% of, of the judgment completely unfair it's like wait a minute what it's like well that's what joint and several liability means right so that's so those two things combined right is the terrifying specter so i'm looking at again so again that's just bright we're just talking about bright the five mls midwest that cover the following metropolitan areas they didn't even name them right didn't even name them they just said five mls's cleveland columbus detroit milwaukee minneapolis right but because they were sort of specific, there there's enough specificity in they, in saying these co-conspirators. It's not like real comp out of Detroit could be like, we were notified. Like, what do you mean we're a co-conspirator? No, you. This is sufficient notice. You should have known that you could get sued. So the statute of limitations told. Now we're gonna bring you in, and you are also responsible <clears throat> for the entire two hundred billion dollar judgment amount. 
it's effing terrifying. Let's not stop there. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> you, you know, it's. <laughs> I don't know if I share this in another podcast, but my my sister met Rob, yeah. and he she had list, she listens to some of these podcasts, and he, she had the greatest. Uh, um, description to you and you are just the perfect sorry not sorry kind of individual <laughs> you're just laying down the facts here i'm just you know, because look part of this is let's let's at least go into this with eyes wide open right perfect Let, let's just let's just understand what we're facing here yeah. right so where this gets worse is the settlement because you brought up settlement yeah right so the only way to protect yourself if you are a co-conspirator, if you're a broker, MLS, whatever, is to settle, right? Because in the settlement agreement, you could agree, hey, look, no joint and several liability, right? I'll, I'll pay you this much money, um, and that represents my share of this whatever, right? The, the only way you could do that is through settlement. The interesting thing about settlement is in order to settle in an antitrust situation like that, you usually have to do like three things. One, you have to essentially admit fault. You have to say, yep, we we were engaging in anti-competitive behavior. I, I, yeah, I don't know about that, but okay. Okay. I, I'm just saying. It could be confidentiality two. agreement also, right? It could be both ways. It's a settlement. Mean? Well, they, they could agree like nobody's going to, as part of the settlement, you know, it's going to be not only financial, but like a terms, like, you know, nobody's going to admit fault. I mean, you hear that all the time in the settlement. They agreed to sure. say nobody admit fault and they can never sure. talk about it again. Right. So sure. a settlement is you know, when you say usually I'm, this, usually that a settlement can go all different ways, it can go all different ways. But okay. I'm just right. telling you, like what I've seen in antitrust settlements, usually you have to go. Yep. Well, I was part of this conspiracy. OK, number two, you have to stop doing the conspiracy. Right, so in this case, it means you have to stop doing all of the stuff that's surrounding, you know, cooperation compensation, right? And number three, very often, you have to provide support, like help to the plaintiffs. In other words, you have to turn state's witness. You have to rat your, you have to throw the other guys under the bus. That's what I've seen oh, usually yeah, when there's yeah. a settlement. Right, because again, it's a conspiracy, right? The whole idea is, you, you companies, you people got together and illegally conspired to keep prices high, right? So when one of them breaks from the the group, right, then you have to rat out the others. You have to, go, yep, I had conversation with the CEO of that company, and we definitely talked about how we can keep prices high by doing X, Y, Z. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. That happens all happen. the time. That that is literally how antitrust settlements are done. No, but I know I'm talking about that. I don't think the MLS execs or the NAR execs sure. are meeting in a room and sure. and saying we're going to do that. So they're they're not going to admit something they didn't do. Uh, what I, I, like, I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you that this is what I've seen. All the antitrust antitrust settlements kind of look like that. Okay. Now, because it's a settlement and in, in, in a antitrust case there's always you know multiple entities right because that's the whole point you have more than one business conspired right they talk to each other so the first one to settle settles for cheapest because of joint and several liability they get the best deal they get the best deal right so not only are you that's very law and orderish by the way but. very law and order. dude there's so much about this i'm like watching i'm like it feels a lot like the wire you know like uh the, federal, you know, the 
Yeah, yeah, like the drug. It, it, it has this like organized crime, you know, type of stuff. Like, hey, flip on your boss. Look, like it's they're using. That's very, not very good. This, I mean, they're all. I mean, as far as all the money's coming from the same place, it's not. Like I said, once insurance, you know, insurance. Out, but once that's limit is hit, then you're then you got to pay for it. You're on your own. But but again, they they don't have the means to pay for it all, right? So I mean, if I'm if I'm the plaintiff, and I'm going to say, okay, well, you owe me you owe me fucking a, a gajillion dollars. Yeah. They just go BK, baby, I'm out. I mean, I just don't have that money. So it's like yeah. the whole settlement agreement's going to be about all right. How do I? How you know? How do I extract as much flesh from this guy as I can to keep him alive, to execute whatever? It doesn't matter if it's a gajillion dollars. It's gonna it's gonna come down to something reasonable, and Why? so that they all can kind of agree to something. First, um, first of all, you're assuming that there's this group settlement. What I just pointed out, Greg, is in an antitrust case, the first to settle benefits the most. But I, I'm saying that if you're NAR, yeah. right? And yeah. and these other things, you don't want this to be, as you say, kind of a a, fla a thousand flowers bloom in other places. Sure, you want to say this is done over with. This, yeah. Our settlement is going to include yeah. everybody global, down to a whole yeah. goddamn thing, That's right? That's right? So you could argue with me whether or not they're going to accept that settlement, but yeah. you have to also say put on the table that there could be a possible settlement that that does cover that, no, right? Because I don't know if NAR would would go into and leave no. everybody else exposed like that no because there, there, there can't be so what you're describing greg requires congress to act because nar can't settle with plaintiffs who haven't appeared yet you know what i'm saying well NAR, so nar could settle with the merle plaintiffs right how's NAR going to settle for you know some random guy in portland decides to sue the local mls they can't settle that because it hasn't even been filed right Right. So but what I mean, we, what you're talking about is like the tobacco settlement. That's what you're talking about. This global, hey, you know what? This this is bullshit. This is a one time. Which is what these guys are coming. They're, they're, that's where they're. That's their playbook, right? That's where but, they came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, but um, to do that, you need Congress. So Congress had a Congress yes. had to step in for that. Okay. Yes. That you need okay. the, the government to step in and go. Okay, hey guys. Here's okay. So and and you're telling me this has happened before. What tobacco? No, that Congress is stepping. It, well, it's, you, it's we mean kind of. You said it has to happen. The only place, the only place, this only way to get a global settlement is my. Point. Okay, all right, that's good. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, so it's happened before. The guy, the attorneys that are doing this, were the ones that were involved in that. So there's a there's a highly likelihood that this could happen again. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. There, there's a likelihood. That's true. All right. But my point is, if you're a co-conspirator, you're not one of the defendants. You have you now have a very high, uh, how do I put this? Motive incentive to settle and settle early, because the earlier you settle, smaller your your payment. Number one, okay, and number two, you are no longer jointly and severally liable. That's the big important piece. Okay, so okay. so let's just play that out. Bright says, yep. "Fuck it, I'm gonna try. I'm I'm gonna try I'm to settle, settle this early." Yep. Who pays that settlement? Bright. Okay, but Bright has insurance through who that is going to pay the settlement? 
Maybe just Bright says we're not going to tap the insurance. We're just going to pay for it out of oh, pocket. But I mean, why would they do that? I mean, they've got insurance. They, that's what insurance is for. They yeah, should use that. I, right? I don't know. Like, talk well, okay, but follow me. I'm, I'm now, I'm now. I mean, it, you're, you, you, it is true that NAR they have insurance through NAR, and then NAR would pay that, right? So that's a, it's a very weird maybe, situation. Maybe not, there. But the point is this: at if Bright, maybe, settles, maybe so. If Bright settles, remember the unfairness situation you brought up, right? They go, what are you talking about? We're only in these seven states or whatever, right? We're not the nation. And the 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 plaintiffs are like, yeah, that, that's right. So how about this? Why don't, you, why don't we settle for $30 million? Right? You pay us $30 million, right? And we'll count, we'll, you're no longer jointly and severally liable. If I'm Bright, man, I, I got to take that deal. I got to think about it, right? I pay $30 well, million I mean- now. Wait, wait, hold on. Or... I'm potentially liable for 200 billion. No, I mean, you know, so, so, okay. Uh, let's say I agree with you there. Right. So, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, having some knowledge about this a little bit, um, what typically would happen is any type of, type of settlement, they would get everybody in the room, including the insurance companies. And there'd be a negotiation going back and forth between the insurance companies and the plaintiffs who really, that's what happens. Bright goes, Okay, we you know we want to reach a settlement, and the insurance company yeah. says, "Uh, probably worth to do a settlement here." You're right, and then the insurance company tries to get this down as 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 far as they can, and if they get it far down, and then at one point they reach quote unquote a settlement, and and that happens. It makes no sense for Bright not to tap into the insurance. Okay, um, cool. that they have. So they, I don't know why you're so obsessed with the insurance part, but okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not upset. It's just like, but, but but my point is the insurance is fucking brought, brought by NAR. Okay. So, so, so what's the, what's the, what's the, I mean, what's the catastrophic, it's not like they're turning state's evidence. It's not like they're turning, you know, anything. It's just like, okay, well, there's, is, I mean, it just seems kind of weird that an MLS can like drop out of this soon using NAR's insurance while NAR is starting on something, but I don't see okay, a. Since you're so obsessed with NAR insurance, let's let's just switch it up so that it's less irrelevant. Okay. Keller Williams drops out. Keller Williams says, "Let's settle." Now yeah. What? Okay. Because right? so Keller settled. Williams settles. Right. Keller Williams says, "Heck, uh, we we were we weren't." That's fine. That's a that's a business decision right. they should make. That's right. absolutely. And, and we don't want two hundred billion dollars liability. Right. As part of that settlement, cool, we'll settle with you, Kelly Williams. You just only need to pay us a billion dollars. As part of the settlement, you are now going to testify for us on the plaintiff side. Sure. But what right. what are they? You know I mean, that, they, that could be part of the settlement. That could be not be part of the settlement. So, so you're talking about lawyer, let's. Right. If I'm the plaintiff's lawyer, I go, yeah, that's cool. And again, what I'm telling you, Greg, is I've looked at the antitrust settlements, right? And the ones I've seen, have all included like you're going to assist the plaintiffs now. Right. That's number one. Number two, you're going to stop doing the conspiracy behavior. Okay. Which means Keller Williams can no longer do a bunch of things like, like require that its franchisees and its agents join a local association of MLS. Well, that, that, would, that, that, that has to be argued, but yeah. Okay. No, no. Like the reason why I say is that was brought up in these lawsuits right? As part of this scheme. Obviously, you have to stop offering buyer compensation because that was brought up by the plaintiffs. So in a settlement, you, I, I'm saying you have to give the plaintiffs what they want, right? Well, 
I mean, it's a settlement. There's a give and t- when you say the word settlement, that yep. automatically implies there's a give and take by both sides, right? Yeah. So you're saying the things that you've read, it's typically this, but it doesn't have to be that. I mean, it's a settlement between both sides, especially I know, but if it's it's almost always that because the what what the what the settling defendant or the co-conspirator gets is you are just paying this one flat amount and you're not jointly and severally liable for the entire amount. Right. I mean, you That's know, it's, you it's, it's guaranteed money. It's e- it's not easy money, but it's like, okay, I, I got the, I mean, to me, uh, you know, you could say that there's some, you know, I don't know if there's some sort of, uh, um, you know, advocacy, I think advocacy is not the right word, but activist type of nature to this. I mean, to me, this is about money. I don't think these guys in the who who sued the tobacco companies were all about worried about freaking public health. I mean, these attorneys are you know. I'm not yeah, saying no, this is a bad thing. It's a, it's, a, yeah. it's capitalism. They're just yeah. they're after money. So to me, it's like yeah. okay, uh, what? How much money can I, can I get as soon as possible, and what and the best terms that I can get? And one of those terms would be if I if they if I can think that they can help me win my other cases, great. If not. I don't give a shit about that. I'll just take the money. Right. So it's, it's, they're going to, they're all going to make those, they're going to make, they're all going to make those those determinations. When I I look at Merle, when I look at these cases and the law firms that are involved, they're, they're not going to just let Keller Williams off for a billion dollars unless, unless what Keller Williams will now give them in addition is help us win against the other four. Oh, we're not, we're not willing to do that. Cool. Then you could just, we don't need your billion dollars right now. Okay, let's let's go let's go down that path a little bit, right? So, yeah. do you, what do you think that a Keller Williams or anywhere uh, of, of those uh, Redfin or whoever else is named? I, I apologize if I'm not yeah. if I'm not if I'm naming the Remax, wrong things. Home Remax, yeah. okay, Home Services. I mean, again, we don't know what we don't know, but I mean, how's Glenn Kelman going to help? Uh, you know, how's Nick Bailey going to help? Um, the other side. Uh, Nick Bailey gets on the stand and says, oh, yes, no, we definitely conspired. We definitely had conversations to keep commissions high. We definitely. It's just, I don't believe, I mean, they're, 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 these guys sell real estate franchises, no, right? I'm they're not, just, they're not a, I mean, you know, I just, I don't, if I don't. You're I don't, telling me, you're telling me if you're on the jury, right? If you're on the jury for Merle and the CEO of Century 21 gets up and says, yes, we have been engaging in illegal anti-competitive behavior with NAR with these other brokerages. We confess. But, but yeah, I just, I get a confession of, I mean, I, sure they maybe, you know, we all, sure maybe they had some training materials or, but you know, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not in the back room with some cigars with the other guys going, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, uh, you know, twisting our mustache to, I'm not to, saying you to, were, but you're, you're, you're changing. All I'm saying is if Nick Bailey gets on the stand and says that, the jury, dude, I'm sorry, that case is over. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. When the CEO of one of the defendants gets up and says, yes, we were guilty. We did it. We confess. If he does that and the other guys, they're, they're all denying this reality, blah, blah, blah. That, that case is over. Okay, it's done. but but right. what do you think is the likelihood that that those conversations that even that kind of bombshell that you want them to say on the stand actually happened? 
So this is where things get even more terrifying. And I know oh, we, don't, we're, we, we could talk about this a lot. Um, <laughs> this is where things get even more terrifying. Because again, with Merle, we, we've spent time talking about all these MLS because they were the named co-conspirators, right? In Sitzer, the, the conspirators are... Um, many other local real realtor associations and real estate brokers. Okay. So let's just say right. that I'm the owner of a reasonable, you know, 200 agent brokerage in somewhere in Missouri. Okay. And I served on the board of directors for the MLS for say five years. Right. And the, the, the lawyers call me and go, Hey, would you like to settle? Because if you don't, you're going to be jointly and severally liable for the entire judgment amount. But if you settle with us and help us in our in our case, we'll let you out. We'll let you off for a hundred thousand. Yeah. Does that guy settle? Yeah. Again, um, here was here. Here's what I would say, right? Because I just maybe have a. Pollyanna view of this, right? I just don't know if there's a, a really a conspiracy here enough where they're going to get somebody of any size to say that, oh yeah, we've been, we've been put, we've been uh, working together um, at every, on all, every Halloween we meet and we discuss how, you know, that we're going to keep commissions this way. I just don't think there's a smoking gun, a, a meeting, a room where it happened, a thing that okay. there would be that I big know, of a I bombshell that they have that. enough to, to do I that. I get you. I get you. All I'm saying is in the Sitzer trial, right? Mr. Joe Broker, who used to be the president of the Kansas City Realtor Association, takes the stand and says, yep, we, we were guilty. We admit guilt. I confess. We were involved in this conspiracy, this scheme to keep commissions high. We are no longer doing that, and we have settled with the plaintiffs. He gets on stand and says that. Dude, I, I feel like that trial is over too. Yeah, I mean, to me, I would, I could see them saying, you know, we'll stop doing this. I'll pay you $100,000. But I mean, that again, that smoking gun. What, sure. what are they confessing? No, no, it's, just literally, we need to get on the stance that we now acknowledge that we have been involved in all this anti-competitive behavior to keep commissions high, including our training materials, our this, our that, our that, right? Because again, you've settled, right? Okay. All right. All right. So, settled, so okay. That, now, now, now I'm a little bit more with you. Okay. So let's yeah. put it not as a smoking gun, mic drop, no, whatever, but, no. but we admit that our practices right could have resulted or did result no did in right and we worked with these other brokers in order to come up with those rules these other and i can say that because i used to be the pre the chairman of the board of the local mls right so then i tried you know, over uh, yeah, i mean i think there's always nuance in, in different things because i think nar has their own arguments about the very behaviors that that they're being sued for are not anti-competitive, right? That there's they're rooted in something else. So, so even if you know somebody says I admit to these behaviors, NAR is yeah. going to say, "Well, fantastic, those are great behaviors," and let me tell you why they're great behaviors, sure. right? So sure. it's not. I don't think it's the 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 slam dunk thing you think it is, okay. right? Okay. To I'm me, not as I'm not as terrified, Rob. Okay. 
fine then let's just leave it at that because we need to wrap uh, to me when you have a member of the conspiracy coming out and confessing and i'm making air quotes here y'all right mm -hmm. then in a jury trial that tends to be pretty dispositive and my point is the way that so because again keep in mind how we began this i just wanted to understand why the hell are these lawyers listing these people describing co-conspirators who have not been sued and i think one of the most powerful reasons is this because if you get one of those guys to flip that trial is done yeah and, and my argument is i don't know what they're flipping on and the other thing is like th they're all going to the same honeypot right except so it's like if you settle greg then you don't have to pay the honeypot no well, well you're, you're saying you're settling for yeah it's okay, it's still I being by the no. same place yeah <laughs> all right maybe we'll have to take this up again maybe i need we, we really need to find an antitrust lawyer willing to come out god of yeah except everyone that i've spoken to is like i can't yeah i, I know i can't talk yeah. to you i can't talk to you so it's like all right you know we yeah. can't make this public all right i don't know to say but anyway so it's you know what it is it's that we talked about the copycat lawsuits remember yeah like minute this is done the copycat lawsuits so this is like copycat lawsuits on steroids a little bit because it's not minute this is done random ambulance chaser this is the minute this is done the same lawyers who just won now get to sue all of the uh, co-conspirators uh, honestly what i think you've really proven or done here by and i you know there's a lot of validity what you're talking about especially this joint and several liability thing jesus is just more ammunition that these guys these guys got to settle this because the ramifications yeah. are just you know and it's got to be a tobacco's type of, se of, of settlement and you know like you said these are the tobacco guys so to get this kind of settlement done there's a lot of experience in the room to make that happen so Actually, Rob, I'm leaving this a little bit more positive. Okay, Thank yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's be positive. I mean, <laughs> we'll ignore the fact that Congress can't pass a single fucking because they hate each other. But okay, let's let's stay with that. <laughs> Good lord. Have fun in have fun in uh, mid year next week. Huh? <laughs> it is my third trip to the East Coast in three weeks. Right, I'm I'm. You know what? Ugh. I would love it if you could like pull one of the like MLS attorneys to the side and privately just ask them, "Hey, join us several liability, you know, a settlement, and see what they say." Okay, no, I've, if, if, if I run into one, thing. yeah, if see, I run into one, to you off yeah. the record, basically, you know. Well, we're not. If I do that, I'm, I'm not. We're, you and I are talking, but we're not putting on this podcast because <laughs> you've already put that out to there into the world so um we'll yeah well, well I, like no we we could put it on there we've already put it out there it's like hey we talked to people and we're not naming names you okay know, all right just, okay just you know on off the record as background so that we are educated yeah this is how things would actually work okay see if we could, see if we could find out for us all i right. like that in any event uh thanks for for listening everybody i know this isn't the happiest topic but like <laughs> I, yeah it is they like it. they like it when we argue so i think it's a they good like thing. it when we argue and uh, i will try and write this up so it's a little bit clearer easier and it's and i understand it's not easy because i mean we are talking about some real obscure legal you know issues and and shit that's like procedural and but it's it's effing important man so yeah all right thanks everybody thanks